you're on the precipice of something. Hallelujah. Precipice. About to cross over. Think about that. About to cross over. Hallelujah. Remember some weeks ago I preached that message about crossing over and when they crossed over they danced on amen what was trying to kill them they danced on the graves of those that came after them because they crossed over hallelujah thank you jesus so we're crossing over thank you lord i i'm grateful and thankful for his faithfulness and his goodness amen for him just being uh, steadfast and and consistent amen that we can rely on lean on him i'm grateful for his presence and uh, just all the things that he is doing even now in our midst and in, in this place in some of your lives and answer prayer and testimony and things that we don't know yet but that we're about to know that God has done and the ways in which he's shown up and showed off that uh, even when the enemy comes in like a flood the Bible declares that amen that he will raise up a standard amen against him some of you need to realize that you are the standard hello we, we might get into that today, that you are the standard. You're just not Jimmy or John. I'm just not Adam, but I am a standard against the enemy and all of hell that would try to come against. You are that standard. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. That when, when hell comes rushing against others and when he comes rushing against our community, it should stop at your house. That when hell comes against this community, that it might attack everywhere around us, but it won't attack here. Are you hearing me? Because uh, he will raise up a standard against the enemy thank you lord amen he's our fortress our strong tower our mighty deliverer amen he goes before us but he is behind me amen and then his word declares that a thousand will fall at one side and ten thousand at the other but what it won't come nigh me hallelujah amen give god thanks for his word it won't come near you thank you jesus Hallelujah. What the enemy meant for, for evil, I know my brace is showing, she's telling me. Sorry. Hallelujah. What the enemy meant for evil, it's all right. It only airs on TV. It'll be all right. Hey, I'm just grateful and thankful that uh, the enemy has done so many things. I, I know I'm not the only one that that's why we're going to go where we're going today. I found myself when we got done with the distribution on Thursday, I said, God, what in the world is going on? It was a good day, productive. We even finished early. How that group of volunteers served 1,100 meals and we were done at 11.30, I still don't know. I, I was wrapped up with all kind of other stuff and stuck in the office on the phone and it was one thing after the other and I got home and beat, beaten and bruised after my fall and I thought, Lord, and so many other things, Angela and this and that, different attacks of the enemy and uh, then the government came and paid us a visit this week and I, I got done Thursday and I said, God, what is going on? I said, help me to understand and then he took me to his word and he said just a couple simple words because i've been praying about so many people going through how I many you know that i think i said last week sometimes it feels like we take a few steps forward and then three back we make a little advancement we come in we encounter and sense the presence of god only to then be hit with all of hell and i said god what is going on 
to help me to understand the battle that we are in in its fullness so I can help somebody. And this is what he told me to tell you. Tell them that they are anointed for the fight. That they are anointed for the fight. Remember last week, if you were here, you know we talked about the anointing. So we're going to continue with that, but I want to continue with that you are anointed for the fight. I'll see, you're getting quiet. See, see, that should bring encouragement to you because what that really means is it's a fixed fight. Right? That's what it means. That it's a fixed fight. Hallelujah. And so we'll know the outcome. It doesn't mean it won't be hard. It doesn't mean it won't be difficult. It doesn't mean that it won't try you and stress you and those things at times. But you and I are anointed for the fight. So we're going to go into the word quiz quickly. And Luke, uh, uh, just go ahead and grab your Bibles. We're going to go in here to Luke chapter 4. Yes. Are you ready? Uh-huh. L Luke chapter 4. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your word. Help us now. God, before we read one word, one sentence of your scripture, Father, help us. And Father, release that anointing that destroys every yoke that we preached about last week, that there be no hindrance, no suffocation of, Father, what you want to speak to us today. Release your anointing over me in this place today. That, Lord, you allow your word to go forth with clarity. And that, Father, it reach to every place that it needs to reach and touch every life that it needs to touch. And God will give you glory and honor and praise for it now. In your mighty name, amen. Watch this, Luke chapter 4, verse 1. <clears throat> it's a little bit lengthy, but we're going to. Read through it quickly to get to where we need to go. Luke 4, verse 1. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, uh -huh, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Oh, Lord. Led by the Spirit into a tough place. Oh, see, none of us want that, do we? Oh, we always want him to lead us to greener pastures, to rivers of water and all the good places, right? But the Bible says that Jesus was led from the Jordan by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil, how many of you know how the devil can show you something you don't want to see? something that you think could happen in a flash. I, am I the only one that ever gets tempted like that or he gets in my head, starts playing games with me? And he does this with, with Jesus in a moment. He shows him all the kingdoms of the world in a, in a moment. 
And the devil said to him, of course, because then he always speaks. All this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Verse 9, then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands you shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And verse 12, and Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now the devil had ended every temptation he departed from him until an opportune time in other words he'll he'll return verse 14 then jesus returned in the power of the spirit my god after 40 days with no food Tempted by the enemy, the Bible says in verse 14, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Not weak, not feeling weary, not on the verge of giving up. It said he returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and the news of him went out through all the surrounding regions, and he taught in their synagogues being glorified by all. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Boy, there's a lot in there. We'll get through it today with your help. I like this text because it tells you and I a lot about life. There's a lot of good stuff in here. There's a lot of, we could spend six weeks teaching on the goodness of these 15 verses. Power and, and understanding that you and I need to get to uh, that is important, I believe. Helping you and I understand so many times we get surprised by what the enemy may do, but he still uses the same three things. That he used against Jesus, he's using now. And so we're going we're to take a look at those. But this is a great text to help you and I understand life. And, and, and do not forget that the very last time that we heard from Jesus, he was 12. In Scripture, the very last time we really hear of him, until now this is really the first time we're hearing from him since he was young, right? And so from 12 to 30, he was, uh, we don't know anything, you don't know what was really going on much. There isn't much to be said about his age 12 until his age here of 30. You've heard me say that, that how, how God will often uh, raise you up, you and I up, and, from a place of obscurity. Or, or I've put it this way, he'll take you from a place of obscurity to notoriety. Uh, that's really what he did with Jesus. He took Jesus from an obscure place. We don't know much about. That's what he'll do with his church. That's what he wants to do for you. God is not looking for uh, platform celebrities. He's looking for people who are in obscurity to bring them to notoriety. He's not for looking for people who already desire their name and lights before they're anybody. Hello. He's looking for people who are willing to come from a place of obscurity and he'll bring them to a place of notoriety. He's looking for you and I to be a people that we're okay if we're in isolation because God is a God that he'll take you and I from a place of isolation to a place of celebration hallelujah that's what he did 
in the life of Jesus from the age 12 to the age 30, from obscurity to notoriety. Hallelujah. He goes from a, 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 a place of obscurity and isolation. Then after the text, look at that last verse we looked at. Then as Jesus goes in, then word begins to spread and people begin to celebrate him. Uh-huh. Begin to celebrate uh, what he went through. Word began to spread. People began to talk about him, good and bad, but they talked about him nonetheless. Amen. And so celebration began to occur in his life after he goes through the wilderness. Thank you, Lord. If we back up just a couple chapters, let me help, to un- help you and I to understand where we are. If you back up just a couple chapters, John the Baptist is looking through the crowd and sees Jesus in the midst of the crowd. And he says, John the Baptist says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now, Jesus, before John points him out, is just another face in the crowd. Obscure. Blending in, nobody knew who he was. Until John points him out. And says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then Jesus begins to walk down through the crowd and enter the water. We're going somewhere. And from he went from being just a face in the crowd to every face in the crowd, began to look upon the face of Jesus. This moment is important to help you and I understand his desert, his wilderness experience to understand what's really happening here. Is that this was an important moment that Jesus had to have and that we can't ignore in Scripture because this moment that he enters into the, 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 the waters with John and Jesus gets baptized is every much important because it is preparing Jesus for what's about to happen next, the wilderness. Are you with me? It's more than just baptism for him. There's a lot of things transpiring and taking place. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. This is awesome because uh, we're here we're reading. If you go jump back a few chapters, and we could have made that part of the text, but if you jump back a couple of chapters and we read and we see that John and Jesus in the rivers, it can remind us of a time many years ago uh, whenever they were in the wombs of their mother in Scripture. Are you with me? And what happens, and, and the Bible says that they are in the wombs of their mother Amen. They are, they are both in the wombs of each of their mothers. And here they are again, standing in waters and in and, 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 and a flow. They were in the flow or the, 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 the flow of their mother's womb. And here they are standing in the rivers of the Jordan in the flow. I, I, I want to get to our point today, but I want you to follow with me and understand that God is a God of flow. That's why worship is important. That, that, that you and I connect with and flow with the Holy Spirit and where he is going. He, he's a God of flow. He's a God of movement. If you remember last week when we introduced and we started talking about the anointing, I said that we can understand that God is a moving God clear from the book of Genesis. When we see that in the spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the waters, right? He's a moving and a flowing God. Are you with me? And so even this moment is a mirror 
to John and Jesus when they were yet infants in their mother's womb, flowing and moving in the waters of the womb. My God, we could go there with something. And here they are flowing in the, in the, in the, in the rivers, the, the water of the rivers. It's a moment to help you and I understand that everything that God does, it comes in a flow. Hallelujah. It's important for you and I. That the problem with some of us in the, in the body of Christ, let me just tell you some truth, is that I believe that much of the church t- takes for granted and we just never get in the flow of what God is doing. That we come to church and I don't know why we do this. Why do we waste our time getting up, getting out of bed, putting on clothes only to come to the house of God and never get in the flow? Oh, we could just preach that today. Never get in the flow of what he's doing. I mean, you watch everyone else get in the flow and then you sit there and you leave as dry as you came, as crusty as you walked in the door, as afraid to get to the close of what the Holy Ghost is about to do. You'll leave all the same thinking that everyone else is crazy. And and yet here you are that close to the presence of almighty God, that close for him to move and do something great. And we're just going to stand on the sidelines and stand up out of the flow of what God is doing. God needs the church now more than ever to get in the flow of what he's doing. Hallelujah. The only way you and I are going to be prepared for your wilderness and the only way you are ever going to get through your wilderness is if you will get in the flow. Am I teaching to anybody today in this place? Get in the flow of what God is doing. I don't care if you want to three, sing your three hymns and have a poem and a benediction and be, have it all done in a certain time frame or not, but whatever you and I do, we've got to get in the flow. What is the Spirit of the Lord saying? Where is he wanting to move you and I? Where is he wanting to take you and I? Hallelujah. What is he wanting to accomplish in you and I? I don't want to waste my time getting up and ironing some clothes and trying to make myself look any better and brush my teeth to not get in the flow. Hallelujah. I want to be able to get in the flow of whatever God is doing. That is a word to the church right now. My God, get in the flow of what he's doing, what he's doing. Hallelujah. Look over and tell somebody, I got to keep you all awake. Look over and tell your neighbor, say, I'm getting in the flow. You're warning them that they might have to get out of your way in a little while. We don't need to come to church and be prim and prumper and be what everyone expects you to be. Hallelujah. Because we, we've come to get in the flow of what God is doing because I'm getting too old to not be in the flow. Some of you are a lot older than that. Lois is way too old to not get in the flow. Hallelujah. Some of us have seen too much and been through too much to not get in the flow. Some of us have been under attack way too much to not get in the flow of what God is doing. I need such a touch from God, I can't not get in the flow. Are you starting to see what I'm saying? That, that I, we, we need to be so determined that we're going to choose not to miss the presence of God and miss what he's doing, that I need a touch from God so bad, I refuse to miss the flow. Amen. Remember back in, in the Old Testament, it talks about how we go ankle deep, knee deep, or swim in it. My God, the church needs to be immersed in the presence of God. Stop tippy-toeing around the presence of God and thinking you're doing him a great big favor. You're a wimp is what you are. That's what we do with the presence of God. Forgive me, but we do that thing we do when we test the water of the pool. You just put your toe in. There's so many churches and preachers. Let me just tell you pansy preachers. My God, get a backbone. 
Stop being afraid of what people are going to say or do. They're going to leave you one day anyway. So just do what God has called you to do and be truthful about it. Preach truth. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Pansies. I know I said it. I'll get myself in trouble. We've just become weak. And we want to... We Test out who he is enough to, to know that, oh, yeah, we, we felt it, we sensed it. But we're not going to allow him to take control. We're still going to maintain control. Are you hearing me? And so we, we just test it out a little bit and, and see, oh, well, it, it, it's all right. But, but God, I can't fully surrender to this thing because uh, I like, you know, being in control of what's going on. Because once you get in the flow, then he's in control. He's guiding and he's taking you where he needs to go. See, we need to come and get saturated in the presence of God. God, God's calling some of the church like John did Jesus, calling you from being a face in the crowd down to get in the flow. Oh, Lord, I don't know if we're going to get to where we need to go. I can't get away from this. Do you hear me? God doesn't need you to be another face in the crowd. Hallelujah. You need to know you are one of a kind. I mean, you know, just own that thing. Just own whether you like the way you're looking or not. You are one of a kind, and you are so much one of a kind, you cannot be another face in the crowd. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says you are the apple of his eye. He looks on you and loves you. I, I, I used to say, I, I've posted a few times, and every time I do, people love it. And I say something like, if God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he likes you. You know, we put on our, most of our fridges all kinds of stuff. I still got coloring pages. My kids colored when they were wee tiny. Why? Because I'm proud of them, right? That's how God looks upon you. He, 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 you cannot afford to be another face in the crowd. You are one of a kind. You are beautiful to him. He is looking to, to bring you from being a face in the crowd down to get in the flow. My God, down to get in the flow so he can utilize you, but that so you are prepared for what is coming. Say to be prepared. He needs you to be prepared for what is coming. See, John had to call Jesus down and announce to everyone in the crowd, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That was an announcement to prepare not just Jesus, but to prepare the crowd for what was coming. My God, if the church could just get ready and get prepared, I believe we're about to preach in here. I, if we could just get ready and prepared for what is coming. It was an announcement. Yes, it was to decree and announce the Messiah had come, that the anointing on Jesus was taking a shift. Please understand, I, I, I'm going to get myself all mixed up, that please understand that up until this time, he was just Jesus. Then J John announces, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, and suddenly something shifted. Because it was an announcement to Jesus not that he didn't already know who he was, but it was con confirmation and there was a shift and there were three voices that were speaking that day. John's, God the Father's, and the Holy Ghost. Whew. Hallelujah. And so those three voices uh, began to bring a shift in the anointing that was on his life and it was an announcement to the people who were in the crowd. 
that what they had believed for, what they had been longing for has arrived. Hallelujah. This, let this message serve notice to you that what you have longed for, what you have believed for, what you have heard, my God, here it is. Let this be just decree and declare. Here is what God has said all along would happen. This is that word. You are anointed for the fight. What, what John the Baptist, my God, said in those words, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, that in that moment, just before the Holy Ghost descends like a dove. That's what the Bible says happened. He descends like a dove. It's him bringing, releasing the anointing on him to now be known as the anointed one, the Messiah. Ah, oh, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. It was an announcement that now everything changes. It was, it was an announcement and a, and a prophetic declaration to prepare Jesus for the wilderness. Jesus could not have endured the wilderness had it not been for that moment in the flow. This is why we must be in the flow. The reason why statistically most churches have not made it through COVID is because they weren't in the flow. Can I just be honest? You can disagree all you want, but I'll prove it to you every time in Scripture. That I'm telling you the reason most churches and many church people have not made it through this virus when everybody got shut down, it's because we were not in the flow. We, we weren't connected to what thus says the Lord. We were relied on our checkbook and what we had in the bank. We were relied on people, and we were not relying on Holy Ghost. That's why we didn't make it. But we made it. And the reason we made it is because we're staying in the flow. And that's how I know that you are going to make it because you were in the flow. Let me put it to you another way. When people say, Pastor, I feel like giving up. You're not giving up because I'm not giving up. And I'm not giving up because God's not giving up. And I am too tethered and tied to him to, for me to ever go down. And so if you'll stay tied to me, friend, you will never go down. I will never let you go any further than my reach will allow because I'm not going down. And if I'm not going down, God's not going down. Are you hearing me? That's what it is to be connected in the body of Christ. Don't ever be connected to someone that will ever let you go further than they can reach you. Oh, hallelujah. That's why that announcement was important. That's good stuff right there. I'm preaching good today. Hallelujah. It's great when God just speaks to you and gives you what you need when you need it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're anointed for the fight. John was speaking and releasing the anointing for the fight. His declaration enabled God the Father to speak. And say, this is my son and who I am well pleased. God the Father calls him son. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. John says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Two different people, two different perspectives. Hallelujah. 
See, I always give you a text, but it's important to fully understand the text. You've got to reach back to what comes before the text. We can't just piece out what we want out of Scripture to get the fullness of it. Then Jesus is baptized in the waters and is immersed in the flow. The reason that some church think that sometimes people like us are crazy is because they're not in the flow. The reason that we'll sweat and tears will soak our face in our, the neck of our shirts is because we're in the flow. There's something that when you are in the flow that you are, you are immersed in his presence, completely saturated in him, and you understand the greatness and the goodness of who he is, that when we talk about and we sing about our good father, you understand the goodness of God, that he, he loves you so much and he looks upon you with such joy and such happiness that you understand the goodness of God even in the face of all adversity, amen. We understand that we need to be immersed in the flow of what God is doing right now. We're going to get in the flow, hallelujah. I'm getting in the flow. So John said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The God the Father says, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And then the Holy Spirit descends like a dove. The Bible says that it came and sat on Jesus. From that moment forward, he was no longer referred to as Emmanuel or just Jesus. They started calling him Jesus the Christ, the, Jesus the Anointed One. All that stuff that I just told you in these moments of this message happened while Jesus was in the flow. While he was wet in the waters. What God the Father says, what John says, what the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit descends on him. And now he is referred to as the anointed. It all happens while he is in the flow. My God. See, if you and I will get in the flow, you'll be amazed at how God can turn some things around. How God can bring a shift into your life. How God can take and what looks like it's turning out one way and take it into another. Are you still with me? This is why I believe so much of the church, we need to get up into a place where we're saturated and we get wet in the presence of God. Come on, you've heard me share this story uh, 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 about the tsunami that happened. I've said it so many times throughout the years, but it is true. Years and years and years ago, a tsunami hit over in the Middle East and, and the newspaper headlines, the next, and it devastated devastated land for, for miles and miles and miles. And newspapers around the world said, said all kinds of stuff. And, and the one headline that was most impactful said, some lived, some died, but everybody got wet. The point is, is the way I, you, you and I can tap that into the word of God is you and I need to understand when you and I get into the presence of God, some will live and some people's flesh will die. But everybody will get wet. You and I need to come into the presence of God and say, God, I don't care what you do, but I'm getting wet today. Immerse me in your presence. I'm going to get in the flow. If I've got to get out of my seat, if I've got to get into the aisle, God, if I've got to worship you at the altar, God, if I've got to lay on my face before you, God, if I'm the only one crying and screaming out, I'm going to get in the flow. It's like the woman with the issue of blood who did not settle or accept life as it was, but when she had a moment to do something that, that, that defied every law there was to touch the hem of the priest, amen, she said, I'm going to 
to go for it that I'm pushing my way through the crowd. If God's people will just get desperate enough for his presence and say, I'm done. Tricks are for kids, baby. I'm here to serve notice for the enemy. I'm here to, to encounter and have a life-changing encounter with God. Amen. And you'll push your way through the crowd and push your way through adversity. Push past what people will say and how the church will hush you. My God, you might just get what it is that you've been in need of. If you'll get in the flow, hallelujah. All right, I'll let it alone. You don't like that, and so I'll let it alone. But, but if you don't want to get in the flow, that's all right. You can watch me. Just sit there. Just sit there and watch everyone else be in the flow of what God is doing and where he's going. Because that's what's happening. That's what's happened far too long in the, in the church. We got to get in the flow of what he's doing. Father, help us. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Lord. So Jesus is in the water. We'll get to the text. Yes, I have time. I have time. We're good. The Super Bowl, for those of you that care, it's not on until 6.30. Some of you look at me like he is crazy. You know why you, th- you, know, you, know why you think that? Don't be offended. It's because you didn't get wet. That's why. That's why. You didn't get wet. You're not wet enough. You, you just tip, tipped your toe in. Hallelujah. Let the headlines read tomorrow in the hand or held standard. Some lived, some died, but everybody got wet at Fresh Fire Church. Uh-huh. Yeah, let that be the headline. My God. Jesus is in the water. John baptizes him. And Jesus is raised up out of the water. But I got a question for you. Was it the father that raised up Jesus? Was it the son that raised up Jesus? Or was it the Holy Spirit that raised up Jesus? Watch this, because they're all three been speaking in this moment. Oh, this is, this is one of the greatest moments of, of, of Scripture right here. As we've heard it preached a lot of ways, but I'm here to show you some things throughout the word and we'd have to go we'd have to go and listen to the words of Paul and what Paul says about Jesus and we'd have to look in a few other places but I'm here to, to share with you well, who was it that raised him up because we understand what, what baptism is for you and I and, and the symbolism that it is but 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 who is it that that really raised uh, 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 up uh, raised him up was was it the father was it the son was it the Holy Spirit amen even when 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 Jesus is, is die dying on the cross and when he's uh, crucified and he is buried who is it that raises him up in that moment when he is resurrected from the, from the tomb amen we're about to celebrate resurrection sunday not long from now but who was it that really raised him up was it just god the father was it the son himself or was it the holy spirit 
I, I don't know. I know a lot of us may have ideas or we may have been told one thing, but I really believe in the moment of this, this right here, when we look at John, the, John baptizing Jesus, this is a moment where all three of them, uh, all three of the Godhead are speaking, uh, are, are communicating in this moment. This is a, a moment in time where the anointing on the life of Jesus shift. This is important for you and I to understand that we are anointed for the fight right here. Don't miss it, all right? This is important because, see, it wasn't just God the Father who raised him up or raised him up from the dead. It wasn't just the work of the Holy Spirit that raised him up. And it wasn't even just Jesus himself that came out of the water or raised up on the Resurrection Sunday. It wasn't just one of them together. We have to remember that the Godhead, they are three in one and they are working together. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? And so it wasn't just one of them at work. It was all three of them at work in unison in tandem together, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Let me to help you understand why this is important, because I want you to understand. Imagine then for yourself, if when I, when I say over you that you are anointed for the fight, then imagine what it might look like to all of hell. Imagine how many devils would run if the fullness of the Godhead was going to raise you and I up from where we are. Are you, are you hearing me? Because when you and I are, are doing the work of the, uh, of the kingdom, if you and I would get in the flow, you and I will need to understand that God the Father is at work. God the Son is at work. Amen. Because each have a, have a different job. I don't have time to teach you today on the Godhead. Come back and I'll, and I'll do that another time. But I'm trying to let you understand that God the Father is at work on your behalf. God the Son is at work on your behalf. And the Holy Ghost is at work on your behalf. And they are all three working. If you and I could just begin to understand, you are not in this thing by yourself. Hallelujah. Be, how do I know that? Because even in the, I'm, my, my ankle does not want to let me do what my body is telling me I want to do. I, 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 I could take off running around this place because I'm preaching this word to you. I can prove to you that all three of them were at work in, the, in Genesis. I know they don't mess with some people's theology, but God was there. Holy Spirit was there. The Son was there. All three of them, come on, discipleship class. I've taught you on this. You need to understand because he said, let us make man. And who's us? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Let us, that, in other words, when the enemy comes at you, what the enemy may not see, when people, when, when that government gave me a call this week and said, hey, somebody, you know, complained against you in our, our dream center. I just thought, you got to be kidding. And I'm sure they're up watching. But let me just tell you, I just thought to myself, God, what is going on? But what they, but the people who meant evil didn't understand as God will always turn it for good. What those people didn't see is they may have just seen me or they may have just seen this church, but they didn't see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit behind me. Are you hearing me today? You're not in this thing by yourself. We're not, fight, we're not fighting disease by ourselves. We're not fighting the verge of bankruptcy by ourselves. We're not dealing with our broken heart by ourselves. I'm not, I'm not battling a spirit of fear by myself. I'm not coming against all of hell and every wicca and witch that has put a curse on you and I. I'm not coming against them by myself. They may only see me and they may see my feeble body, weak and wounded, but that what they cannot see and what they do not see about you is your Godhead at work on your behalf. Let us make man in our image. They cannot see the God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit at work. Thank you, Jesus, for going before me.
Hallelujah. My God, that'll preach. Woo, Jesus. You know what I like about the text that we read is the Jesus that we know, the Jesus that we talk about was just as much God's son when he was in isolation from 12 to 30 as he was in a moment of consecration and as much as he will be in the fight against the enemy. We have this idea, and some people even almost preach it, that we're somehow uh, 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 not as much or who we are when we're in the difficult times or we're in the good times. But Jesus Christ was as much God's son in isolation as he was in the moments of celebration. Amen. God the Father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. He, he loved him in isolation and he loved him in celebration. In other words, don't you and I allow your situation to define your identity. My God, there's for somebody in this room, you came just to get that. Do not allow your situation to define your identity. I do not care what you were up against. I don't care what you were lacking. That Whatever that situation is does not define you. You are bigger than that. Your God is bigger and better than that. Amen. You might not have much in your checkbook or you might be afraid to check the balance because you're that scared of how bad it really is. Hallelujah. But your God is bigger than the negative balance in that checkbook. Hallelujah. Your God is bigger than the shut off notice. Stop accepting that as your identity. So many of you have, have, have just received this word right now, would you? So many of you have accepted your circumstance and allowed that to be your identity, but the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. That is not your identity. I don't care if you're broken, busted, or disgusted. That is not your identity. You need to refer yourself to whom God says that you are and how God looks upon you. That is your identity, and that is your identity alone. You are not made up and, and called according to whatever your affliction is or whatever your problem is. Hallelujah. He does not know me by those things. Amen. He knows me by my name. Hallelujah. He knows who I am. He, he knows me by, 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 by the, the anointings and the gift things that he's released on my life and your life. He knows me by what he's called me to do. He doesn't know me by those temporary afflictions. Amen. That is no longer going to be your, your identity. No longer. If you'll receive this word, that will no longer be your identity in this place today. Thank you, Jesus, because I am who God says I am, and I will do what God says I will do. Thank you, Jesus. Let me put it another way. I could be a pastor without a church and your cute little chairs and instruments. Because none of those things make a pastor. A pastor is an anointing. Take it all. A pastor is a pastor on a street corner or sitting around a living room, a dining room table or sitting in Eden Park. So there's been some of the most powerful encounters I've ever had in Walmart. I can't ever go to Walmart without having to pray for somebody. You know, they, they see a high pastor, high pastor. They, well, I'm grateful for television. I'm grateful people know us in the community. But it's like God wants to, revival to break out in Walmart. And, and it's always in the HBA department. I, I'm in there buying deodorant, and they're like, hi, pastor. I just want you to pray. Will you put me on the prayer list? I said, forget the prayer list. Let's pray. So someone help me understand the correlation between the HBA department and the glory of God. I haven't yet. Unless it's just the sweet aroma of his presence. 
Hallelujah. It's true. Just go with me to Walmart. I'll prove it to you. If I go to Target, it never happens. I'm serious. And I'll go there, but I, no one ever asks me to pray at Target. It's like they don't know who I am there. Walmart and Eden Park never fails. Every time I get a server at Eden Park, that server's going through something. I'm like, aren't you the preacher? Yeah. Pray. Revival. Wouldn't that be a headline for the newspaper? Revival at Walmart. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, never mind. I'll stop. Hallelujah. Who in here went with us the day we took the bus of food up to Walmart? Anybody? Of course, Lois did. This is back in the summer. We had leftover food. We, it was hot. We threw it in the bus, stacked those seats up. We went to Walmart. And we opened the doors of the bus, pulled down the windows, and me and a bunch of the guys, we started yelling, food. People started bringing buggies over to, to get food. As people were coming out of Walmart, we're stopping them and saying, hey, we're from Fresh Fire Church. We're giving away food. Do you want some? Before you know it, like they were coming from all directions to get food. Funny to see, but I'm telling you, that's what God wants to do in the hearts and lives of people. If you and I will get in the flow, they'll be like that to get to the presence of God. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. They'll get like that to get to the presence of God. You and I are never alone. That's why. Let us make man in our image. The Godhead is always with us. We are never alone. Now let me get to this text in these final moments. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Notice when we read the text, Jesus didn't just, all, didn't just wander into the fight. The Bible says the Spirit led him. You know what we have done to the, to, to, to the Word of God, the glory of God, the presence of God? We have manipulated and watered down the Godhead so much that we only want the Spirit of God to lead us to a new car or a new house or to the next breakthrough anointing or the next revival service. What we, how many of you have ever said, God, lead me into the wilderness? Whew. Sometimes we know we're going, but I wonder, we know that we're in a season of a wilderness season, right? But I wonder how many of you would actually say, Lord, lead me. Holy Spirit, lead me through this. See, we, 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 all we want is the good stuff from God. But we need to remember that, that a good father knows when to bless you and he knows when to bring correction. See, God knows when I, when I start getting too haughty for my own self and he'll say, I need to bring, just chip away at that pride of yours a little bit and he'll send you into a wilderness season. Hello. 
And so a good father always knows what's best for their son. We have to be careful that we don't just want the good stuff that God is able to give us, but that we also want to be able to be able to say, and that we understand the spirit of God and who he is. They can lead you and I into a season, a wilderness season, and not just for a new car or a new house or any of those things. Hallelujah. Because I know that there are some things in this life that we will never possess without the fight. I preached a message years ago called Battle Before Breakthrough. You will always have a battle before breakthrough. And yet we'll dare, preachers will get up every week and preach about the breakthrough, the breakthrough, the breakthrough. Good for you. But you better do your homework and you better tell them the truth that the battle will always come before the breakthrough. Or otherwise you're going to have a church sitting empty of saints who don't know how to fight. Or when trouble comes in their marriage, they'll cut and run because they forgot the battle always comes before the breakthrough. Come to my marriage counseling and I'll sit you real straight. Let you know, oh, I know it looks cute and you think you're going to have the house and the white picket fence and the cute little poodle too. But hell's going to hit you in the face on, on month 13. The honeymoon will be over, and the battle will come before the breakthrough. So you better learn right now how to pray together, how to pray over one another. You better get out of your comfort zone and pray blessing over them and, and, and prophesy over your spouse. You better begin to speak to the, the prince in that man and not just the, 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 the goof in that man and realize whatever you speak to the most will grow the most. Same thing with you men. If you, if you preach and you call her a whore, guess what? That's what you'll get. But if you preach to the queen that is in her, that's what you'll get. Come on, somebody. Yeah, I said that word from the pulpit, but you say it from your mouth, so what does it matter? Oh, hallelujah. Glory. See, you know it's getting good when those things start flying. Praise God. What are you speaking to? My God. Battle before breakthrough, but you're anointed for the fight. Whatever you're dealing with right now, know that there's an anointing on you for it. There's an anointing on it for it. I know you sometimes feel like giving up. I know sometimes you are weary and well-doing. I know sometimes you're saying, God, why me? I know sometimes we've said, God, when is this ever going to end? But you've been anointed for the fight. But what I want you to receive this word to know this is the, a prophetic announcement for you that that season has ended. Amen. Some of you have been wondering, but there is an anointing be released to declare, declare and decree a brand new beginning in your life. Hallelujah. A brand new beginning in your life. Hallelujah. You're anointed for the fight. Amen. What is the anointing? Let me just break it down and make it simple. It's a lot of things, and there's a lot more to the anointing, and I don't want to dilute it or pollute it, but I want to simplify it for the purpose of this message. The anointing is literally the enablement of God that enables you to do what you cannot do by yourself. Think of the anointing is the enablement of God for you to do what you cannot do by your, what did I say? You are not in this thing by yourself. Oh, it's the enablement of God. You just received the enablement of God. See, that's why I, you, I, somebody told me, I don't know how she puts up with him. I looked, I said, because she's anointed to and because it ain't none of your business. Talking about somebody else's, I said, shut your mouth there. She's anointed to be her, his wife. And, and only she's anointed to put up with his nonsense. So you just worry about your, your, your husband, and she'll worry about hers because she's anointed to do it. The reason you're able to do what most other women and men can't is because you've been anointed for it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God for that. Amen. The reason you have the job you do is because you're anointed for it. 
I know you want to pull your hair out, but you've been anointed for it. Amen. The reason pastors are pastoring certain churches because they're anointed. I don't judge one church against the other. They're anointed for that church. I have a pastor. He preaches at a church. I could never. The last time I went there, they haven't asked me back because the power of God fell. People started speaking in tongues that they don't even know that they ever could. And I mean, crazy stuff. Happened. They haven't asked me back. But he's anointed to preach somewhere I never could. Glory to God. I don't judge him. I thank God I've been called where I am. Thank you, Jesus. I've been waiting on him to call me to Florida, but every time he has, it's, he's closed the door. So I'm still here. I'm still here. Hallelujah. So whatever's fighting you isn't just fighting you. It's fighting us. Hallelujah. Say, it's fighting us. Are you anointed? Yeah. Ah, see, you're still with me. I said, are you anointed? Yeah. Hallelujah. See, you and I need to know that when we go into a dry place, you have to be able to open up your mouth. Notice that Jesus kept talking in the dry place. Jesus spoke right back to the enemy in the dry place. Every time the devil spoke, he spoke the word, hallelujah. Every time he spoke, he spoke the word, hallelujah. Sometimes we get stuck or we get captured in a dry place or we get going through a tough time, a difficult time, even our emotions, and we feel like everything's working against us, amen. We feel like our finances are working against us, but, and the devil thinks that he has you and I surrounded in the wilderness of despair, but I know what it is to that sometimes we just have to take 30 seconds and give God praise right in the middle of our wilderness, right in the middle of where we are, however bad it is. That's what I want. I finally got home Thursday after feeling like I had faced all of hell. When I finally got home and I said, God, what is going on? God, I don't understand what so many are up against so many things. That's when he said, tell my tell my people they are anointed for the fight when God began to speak that to me he began to bring this download into me for you and now just begin to give him praise and in the face of adversity praise it in that thank you Lord I'm still anointed thank you Lord I don't care how I feel we're not going to be led by our emotions God I don't care what my mind feels we're still anointed God I don't care what we're doing without right now we're still anointed hallelujah whom the son has set free is free indeed see we need to praise God like we're not sick. We need to praise God like we're not broke. We need to praise God like we're not having problems. Are you hearing me? We need to praise God like we don't feel like we're defeated. We need to praise God in the face of all those things. We need to praise God like we do have the victory. I mean, praise him like we are already out on the other side of it. Praise him like we really know that we're a child of the most high God. Hallelujah. Why do I say that? Because no good fighter ever prepares for a fight without steadying his opponent. They're going to play the Super Bowl today, but they spent a lot of time in the locker room steadying their opponent. Ah. One of the things that we've done wrong is we've talked a lot about the devil, but we've not really taught about the devil. And so we keep, I, 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 how many of you know what it is to be going through the same battle over and over again? It's just a different version. Same battle. Number of years later, it's just a different version because nobody taught you how to really defeat him, how to overcome. Nobody showed you this text and showed you the three things that the enemy does over and over and over again. Hallelujah. That's what God wants you and I to be aware of his schemes. Be aware of the wiles of the devil. 
Hallelujah. Because every time you and I get on the verge, what did I say earlier? You were on the precipice. You were on the verge of breaking through, right? Every time you and I get to that place of breakthrough and get to that place of being on the verge and getting ready to receive the promises of God, the enemy has a tactic. Every time. That's why you get close and then boom, something happens. But when things get worse, it's a sign that it will always get better. Thank you, Lord. But you got to remember one thing. Remember who the enemy is. The Bible says that he's a fallen angel, Lucifer. And he was fallen to the earth realm. But you need to remember, know one thing about the devil. He is organized. So for every unorganized person in this place, you better get organized. Oh, God. That right there is teaching on its own. Get organized. How are you going to fight an organized, orchestrated devil if you're an organized and you don't even know where anything is? Oh, I'll let it go. Boy, y'all got quiet. Got to organize. Got to organize. The Bible, the Bible defines uh, his brigades as legions. Right, we're watching overseas uh, armies lining up. Preparing for an invasion, right? Brigades of armed forces. Bible refers to the devils as legions. They're military bases, and they move in synchronization. Oh, the devil is organized. That's why you and I got to know who we are and whose we are, and we got to know enough about him to defeat his organization. Hallelujah. He moves in synchronization. He's orchestrated. The Bible says that he has principalities and powers and territories. I, I, I got to give you this, 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 this depth of word right here because it's important. Listen to what I just said. He has principalities and powers and territories. The reason that we're fighting the same battle over and over again and it's just different versions is because what you and I are fighting are territories. Territorial spirits. Some people, are f that they fight a family territory or, or a geographical territory. Let me, let, me, let me help it make more sense to you. In order for, for us to understand what the spiritual battle is in Uniontown, I had to fully understand the history of Uniontown and Fayette County. Because we're fighting territories. We're fighting territory uh, legions in Uniontown. Uniontown used to be known as Beeson Town. Why? It's a place where here in what was Beeson Town or now Uniontown, they would smuggle slaves from the south to get them free. Oh, my God. And you wonder why we battle such an oppressive spirit, because the enemy don't want people to get free. He's doing everything he can. Are you seeing, starting to see something? The enemy is trying to keep everybody in our, in, our, in our territory bound and in poverty, not following through with education, stuck in a place where they've always been, struggling to break free from generational curses. Am I telling the truth this morning? It's a territorial thing. Let me tell you something about the enemy. And when the enemy makes an investment into a territory, he doesn't want to give it up easily. I'll prove it to you in Scripture. 
It's just like you and I. You spit, put so long into a job, you finally say, it's awful, but I've been there so long, I'm X number of years from retirement, I think I'll stick it out. You put too much time in to walk away now. The devil's like that. He's put too much energy and synchronization and, and organization into this region, into this territory, into all of the things that you and I are fighting against that sometimes we're in worship or sometimes we're, we're in prayer time or sometimes we're anointing and praying and, and there's such a, a, a opposition like I was sensing last Sunday. I'm telling you, there was such opposition. I left fatigued and took a three and a half hour nap. I never do that. But I felt like all of hell was hitting me right into my chest. And I just thought, Lord, Jesus. And the reason be is because the devil has territorial uh, spirits that are at work to stop in, 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 right in our tracks what we're trying to accomplish. Everything that our vision is, is, is the exact opposite of what the enemy would like to see accomplished here in this area. Now, I said I'd prove it to you in Scripture. Amen. Remember back the story, and I'm going to have to close in a moment. I'm not going to get through that. Put that little quiet music on that we always use. Whew. I'm not going to get through it, but I, I'm going to bring you right where we need to be. I said I'd prove it to you in Scripture, and so here it is. Remember back in the Word of God, when Legion was about to be delivered of demons. Uh-huh. Remember, he was tied up in the graveyard bound uh-huh and the demon said moments from them running up out of his life and into the swine moments before the man is delivered the demon said suffer us not to leave the region. In other words, I've made too much of an investment in the region. Please don't make us go. People saying, what's going on in our area? The devil says, suffer us not to leave the region. Why there's so much poverty? Suffer us not to leave the region. Why is there such stuff going on? It looks like people are losing their mind in our community. Suffer us not to leave the region. The devil doesn't want to leave his investment. I'm telling you, nothing good comes without a fight. God has been trying for some years to raise the church up to be a fighter. Back on September 11th, I gave a word about the spirit of terror that was unleashed on our nation. I mean, churches were packed church I was preaching in was packed terror was unleashed God I believe allowed that to occur that day to accomplish something in the church that everything can be shaken will be shaken and that which would remain would be of him because God was trying to resurrect a church that would stare down and push back and fight against the spirit of terror a spirit of fear that has been at work in the body of Christ keeping some of you from your, your God-appointed assignment. And so we live in fear, cowering back in just a face in the crowd like Jesus was until John spoke and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Up until John said that, Jesus was just a face in the crowd. Up until this morning, 
you have been a face in the crowd. Nobody may know your name. You don't have millions of followers on social media or any of those great things. But this word is to call you from being a face in the crowd, to call you to the front. So that instead of being the face in the crowd, every face in the crowd will turn to see you and to hear what you have to say. Are you hearing me? God anointed you for the fight. God anointed Jesus that day for the fight that was to come in the wilderness to be able to stand up against the enemy, to be able to stand up against the wiles and the schemes and the tricks of the enemy. Are you hearing me? He did that that day. He anointed you. He anointed you. When the Bible says, and we, we, we often use this wrong, that we're nor, nor give place to the devil. We often misuse that scripture. When the Bible says, nor give place to the devil, it's talking about a region. It's talking about to the church to possess the land, to possess the region. This house can never accomplish its vision if we won't make up our mind today that we're going to give no place to the devil. We're not going to give up this region. We're not going to give up this city. We're not going to give up this county. That that entire vision statement that hangs on the wall right there in that pretty frame will come to pass because you and I will recognize that we are anointed for the fight. That your marriage will make it because you are anointed for the fight. That your family is going to make it because you're anointed for the fight. Hallelujah. That you're going to get through what it seems like you've been getting through. Some of you talked to me this morning and talked about the battle and the intensity of it and how we've been under attack. You've been anointed for it. And so you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to get through. You're going to get through. Hallelujah. I believe it because God's word shows me that, that, that you're going to get through. He proves it to me. If I had the time to get through this word, I would show you the three things that Jesus did, uh, to, uh, the, the three things that the devil did to Jesus and how Jesus responded And it's the same three things that the devil does every time he attacks you and I, every time he comes after you and I. The same thing, I'll do it on a Facebook video this week and dump it on you and give it to you. So keep watching, keep watching. And we'll send out an email, let you know it's there. I'll do it on a Facebook video so you, you can identify the devil every time he sticks up his head. Every time he raises himself up to begin to come in and take what God has promised you and to devour the good things that God has given you. I want you to understand you're anointed for the fight. I want you to leave here today and have uh, uh, have your mind made up that you are going to you're going to snatch back everything that the devil has stolen that you you're going to leave here today and say and understand that you're anointed to take your family back that you're anointed to take finances back that you're anointed to take relationships back that you're anointed to take back take your future back amen you're anointed to take back everything that has been robbed from you hallelujah glory to god you've been anointed for it you've been anointed for the fight hallelujah we're learning something powerful through this text today something powerful through this text today glory to god you didn't get dressed up and come to church to have a cute service but you got dressed up to come to church to realize that you were anointed for this fight would you stand to your feet i just sense the anointing of god increasing in this room right now my god my god my god my god 
My God, my God, have your way in this place. Glory, most God on high, have your way in this place. Fill this place, Father, with your glory. Bring an increase of your presence in this place right now. Father, fill this room with your presence and your glory. Help us, God, to be a receiver of your word today. Even though we didn't get the fullness of it, God, let us be able to receive that we've been anointed for this fight. That, God, you're calling some people from a face in the crowd to be in front of the crowd. God, I thank you today that everything that's been restricting and handicapping us and, and, and God holding us back and keeping us bound at the ankles and bound at the feet and keeping our mouth quiet, God, that, Lord, we've been anointed for this fight. We've been anointed for this fight. Jesus was anointed to be placed into the wilderness. God, we've been anointed to, 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 to go into, God, where you've called us to go. We've been anointed for such a time as this, oh God. Help us, oh God, in this place. Help us, oh God, in this place. Lord, I pray, release your anointing. Bring an increase of your power and your presence in this place. That, Lord, you would destroy every stronghold that we are up against right now. The Lord, release your anointing that would destroy every yoke that has been hindering and strangulating your people right now. That, Lord, in the next final moments of this service, that, Father, we would receive an outpouring of your spirit. That, Lord, we would receive a double portion, God, even of your spirit. That, God, we would get into the flow of, God, what you're trying to do that Lord we wouldn't just tip our toe into the flow but that God there'd be some God fearing people that would say Lord I'm tired of just having my toe into the flow of what you're doing God I don't want to be an observer from the sidelines but God immerse me in your presence oh God and Lord let me get in the flow of what you want to do God use me how you want to use me God I, I surrender to the fullness of your anointing in this room Father of what you want to do in this place now, Father, do what only you can do. I pray a release of your spirit right now in this room. A release of your spirit that, God, every person that desires to go from being a face in the crowd and stepping into that anointed, that anointing as Jesus did, being known as the anointed one. Every person that says, I, I choose to be anointed for this fight. I choose to be anointed to this fight. Father, as they come, Father, let the glory, the power, and the presence of God meet them in the front of this place. And receive everything that they need. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I thank you in the name of Jesus. Now to every person this word is spoken to, come and let's pray. Come and let's pray. Cindy, would you turn that up? Come and let's pray. Come and let's pray. You can kneel. You can stand. I don't care. You can cry out before God. You say, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. I'm anointed for this fight. Pastor, I know you're preaching to me. I'm anointed for this fight. I, 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 I've been waiting way too long. I've been sinning on the sidelines. I, I, I've been waiting for everything else to get better when what it is God's been trying to do is make you better. Hallelujah. You've been waiting for circumstances to get better, but God's trying to make you better. My God, I sense that word for somebody just receive that. You've been waiting for circumstances to get better, but God wanted to, to get you better. Hallelujah. This is the moment for you to get better in this place. My God, lift your hands if you're able in this place. Open your spirit. Open the very soul of your being. Lord, we're just going to surrender to him right now in this place. Right now in this place. Hallelujah. 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 My God, my God, I sense your presence in this place. I sense your presence in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, we just surrender ourselves. 
Yes, we do just surrender to him in this place. You're anointed for this fight. You're anointed for this fight. Oh my God. You're anointed for this fight. You thought you were in this thing by yourself, but I just showed you today, they're, they're with you. They're with you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, they're with you. Wherever you go, amen, when, when your enemies try to attack you, they, they saw you, but what they didn't see was the, the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. When people talk about you, they, they didn't see. They don't see the Godhead that are, that are with you, amen. But you're not in this thing by yourself. God is bringing that to the forefront of your mind. And so all fear right now, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. You foul spirit of terrorism, I rebuke you and I cast you out right now. I demand that you leave God's people in the name of Jesus. Devil, you've had a field day. You've had play time over the people of God, but we rebuke you now and we take our rightful authority in place because of the anointing of God that is being released over this place. We rebuke you, you demonic force. Uh, every legion, every legion of your enemies that is with you. We rebuke your organization and we rebuke every organization of demonic influence from the people of God who have been oppressing and working against and causing people to dwell and live in a place of fear. I rebuke you. I rebuke that fear that causes you to think you're, you're alone. I rebuke that fear that causes you to think it'll never change and that it'll never get any better. I rebuke that. I rebuke that fear that tells you that church will be like it has always been. I bind that right now in the name of Jesus, the devil is a liar. And I decree and declare it's a brand new day over you, that the former things have passed away, and behold, all things become new now, because God has declared and decreed just months ago that it's a brand new season and that it's a season of harvest. So God says, receive your harvest now, even now in this moment. Receive your harvest. Part of your harvest is being delivered from the old, because your old mind can't receive, or your old mind can't receive the new blessings of God. So I decree and I declare even now breakthrough over your mind. Let your mind be stayed upon the Lord. That part of your harvest is the deliverance that God has for you. So Father, I break that now in the name of Jesus. I release the very anointing of God. I seal that thing right now, oh God, that you are. Great and mighty is our God. And Father, I just thank you today that we are anointed for this fight. God, I thank you that there are warriors and fighters that are rising up. Uh, we, are, we are warriors and fighters right now, even now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, will you just go through and touch each one, just, just touch each one. As they come and touch you, the Lord just told me as they come and touch you, every stronghold will be broke, every stronghold will be broke, every spirit of fear will leave and the anointing is released. I don't just want you to receive it. It's, it's a natural thing that it's breaking something in the spirit. It's because it's a point of agreement. So Father, I thank you right now, God, as people are being touched, as people are being touched in the natural, God, there's spirit, there's something happening in the spirit. Let every stronghold be broken, destroyed. God, let every anointing that you designed to release in this moment be released, I pray. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, release right now release right now release that thing right now in the name of Jesus let breakthrough be yours 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 in the name of Jesus let breakthrough be yours in the name of Jesus let breakthrough be yours 
Ah, ah, thank you, Jesus. Let breakthrough be yours in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough be yours in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do a deep work, God. Do a deep work, God. Release your anointing. Release that anointing. That season shifted. That season shifting anointing. Release that anointing, God. To take her, Lord, where she needs to go. God, release that anointing, God, today. To take her to the places that you've shown her and promised her. Release that anointing that destroys every yoke. Every yoke that strangulated her, every yoke that's hindered her, God, every yoke that has that has held her back, God, I thank you that everything that she's tethered to from the past, God, we break and we destroy that even now. God, I command that, that those things are gone, they're passed away, and everything becomes new. Now, Father, do a brand new thing. Let that word that it be a brand new day be received to, for her today in the name of Jesus. A brand new day. It is your anointing that destroys every yoke. Every every yoke that, that, that has hindered and, 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 and strangulated her past. Every every yoke that has sometimes strangulated even her ability to enunciate and to articulate God, what it is you're doing or where you're going. Father, I thank you now in the name of Jesus. Thank you now in the name of Jesus, precious God. Wow. yoke-breaking anointing. Yes. Jesus. She sensed that. If you sense that fully receive what he's doing in this moment, He's healing deep wounds. I heard the Lord just say he's healing deep wounds in you right now. Deep things, scars. Stuff that you've been dealing with for so long. If you'll let him in this moment right now, he's going to the deep things. The deep things that have held you back, hindered you. Those, those voices that erupt every time you're about to make an advancement. That's what he's trying to get to. Let him go deep today. Let, let the power of the Holy Spirit do, do surgery on you if you need to. Into the deep things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bring the release. Bring the release, oh God, in the midst of your people. Bring your release into the midst of your people, I pray. Mighty, mighty, mighty God. Total breakthrough. Total breakthrough, oh God. Total breakthrough. God, as we declared last week, nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. That, Father, we're not going to leave here dry. That, Lord, we're going to leave here wet. We're going to get in the flow. We, we, we want to be in the flow. God, put us in the flow right now. We tarry in your presence, God, to get in the flow. 
we get in the flow right now. We step down just like Jesus did. We step down to get into the flow, oh God. We're, we're done being on the sidelines. We're done tearing where we've been. God, we, we're done watching from afar. God, we're done watching everybody else be used of you. But God, we're, we're done doing that right now in the name of Jesus. Let us get into the flow. Let us get into the flow, God. God, bring a greater and stronger anointing and release of your glory and your presence in this place. God, to take us where we need to go because we're in the flow. Because God, we're in the flow. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. Nothing missing, lacking, or broken. My God, my God. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for breakthrough. We thank you, Lord, for advancement. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing that's being released even now. For relationships and marriages that are changing. For people that are changing. For the warriors that are rising up. For all of those, God, that are rising up today, God, we give you glory. And we give you honor. Father, finish what you started in this place. Finish what you started in the lives and people in this place today, God. Finish what you started. God, we bless you. Glorify you. Tarry in your presence. Jesus.